Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. are watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Chino Liao at your service and wow, dami natin pag-uusapan as always. Gotta start off by thanking everybody by the way who's been joining us live sa Facebook and on Kumu. If you haven't yet, we appreciate it if you follow our accounts on Facebook. That's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Same on IG. On Twitter, it is at Wrestling2XPod. And on Kumu, where a lot of you are joining us either for the first time or for the nth time, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. And now there's another account that we'd really, really appreciate if you follow us on because we are launching it here officially on the podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is officially on Patreon. Woo! Right. Yes. Hey. Please support. Please support. Yeah, no, so you can... Wala kami soundboard guys eh. So, oh, wala kami soundboard. Pag sinuport nyo kami, magkaka-soundboard kami. Yes. Support na. <laughs> no, yung so soundboard natin na iwan sa Wii Remote eh. Oh, na iwan doon. Na iwan sa office. So you can follow us at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Diba? Napaka-simple. And uh, what we're doing is we're, we do appreciate and we do need your support. Pero meron din kami in-offer syempre in exchange for your support. Hindi lang kami nanlilimos dito. So we've got two tiers lined up. On Patreon, so there is the young boy or young girl tier that is five dollars per month or around two hundred fifty pesos. So we convert that in for you guys. And there's the veteran tier, so mas maraming perks, and that's ten dollars per month or five hundred pesos per month. So, sure, if you subscribe to the higher tier or the veteran tier, mas maraming kayong perks and benefits na makukuha, including some new exclusive wrestling wrestling podcast merch that Chino, Ro, and I have been working on. Chino, most especially. Yes, Legion. just in time to exploit the pandemic, we have <laughs> a few wrestling wrestling podcast face masks. Face mask, uh, at you, uh, yung face shield pag-aaralin pa namin. <laughs> but your face mask definitely coming at you real real soon. So please head up that Patreon. Uh, also on the Patreon, siempre hindi lang merch. So as as early as the young boy slash young girl tier, 
Uh, we'll also be giving you access to an exclusive Discord community in which you guys can talk wrestling with us. Daluna, if you want to, uh, uh, you want to watch a pay per view live and get our thoughts on the on in real time, right? And you know, instead of having to tweet at us, by the time of Usap sa Discord. That was um, also thinking of putting out some exclusive audio of you know uh, fresh show reviews. You don't have to wait for. Uh, you don't have to wait for the weekly wrestling talk just to hear what we think about certain shows and events. And uh, what, what else do we got? What else do we got lined up for them? Uh, uh, download no, links and streaming yeah. links. Uh-huh. Yeah, so download links and streaming links. That's part of the Young Boy tiers, uh, Veteran tier. Uh, we mentioned the merch. We mentioned yung, um, the face masks. That's part of that. Actually, I'm not going to because I don't have no, the no, link. No, no, no. If you get the veteran tier, you have an opportunity to join us on the show. Uh, on the yes, podcast. that's right. That's right. Podcast. Thanks for reminding me. You can be the unofficial fourth. So, in honor of Tamos, who is no longer with us, <laughs> for, for $10. For $10 or $500. We'll tell you, shut up on air. Yeah, we're also working on uh, Patron Game Night. So that is another project that Chino has been really, really excited about. Yes. And siempre, uh, we can't do that without you guys. So if you are part of the Patron program, Laluna the Veteran Tier, you'll get access to Patron Game Night on Kumu where you can win prizes from us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. That, so, that's yeah. right. So if you've ever wanted to play such award-winning games as Cocktail or Wrestling <laughs> or Porn Star or Wrestler or... <laughs> or real name or shoot name, then you can do that on Patreon by signing up for the Patreon. Sure, right. we're not forcing anyone to sign up yeah. for Patreon. Uh, if you got the means, if you want to support us, please do. Uh, we'd be really happy if you did. So there you have it. That's the official link of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron program. So just go to patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast and check it out. Okay. Uh, we also have another thing to plug before we get to the actual talking. So 11.11 is coming up and we've got our new links. Among them is our link for Shopee. So we have a link that we're going to yes. be putting up on social media very soon. Um, I'm not sure if the shortcut link has been set up already, but it should be tinyurl.com slash wrestlingwrestlingxshopee. So it's kind of like our link with the other online shopping merchant, which we can't mention for obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, go check that out. And uh, every successful checkout, we have makukuha after that. Right? Okay. Huh. A lot of people are commenting about non-WWE promotions, which is kind of weird because, well, WWE still is the biggest promotion, number one. And number two, they've got the biggest goings on after the last few days. So It's also interesting that a lot more people are actually paying attention to these smaller promotions. I only real hardcore smarts quote-unquote <laughs> care about this. But like people on, on the Kumu stream have been talking about Serena Deep. See, Jen Brigala brought it up. Serena Deeb is now your new NWA Women's World Champion. Which was yeah, funny uh, because I thought uh, it was still Thunder Rosa. But apparently, Yeah, uh, no, it happened just earlier this morning. Uh, I give props to everyone asking about that because it shows that you guys are following. Uh, even, even, even though you don't get to watch the shows themselves, you guys follow it on, on Twitter, on the internet. And it goes to show that okay, it's not just a niche. It's not just a niche. Of course, it's not just a niche. It's not just a niche. It's not just a niche. 
as for that, I don't know why they decided to do a title change. Maybe they just wanted uh, some action going on on the NWA World Women's Championship scene. It's fine because uh, it means that NWA is looking at AEW as more of a long-time partner, which is good, which means more jobs for everyone across the indie scene. It is also means NW- more crossover matches. So, did, sorry, question now. Did this title change happen during a pre-tape or during a no? It happened stream? on it happened on a promotion called Universal Rest, a United Wrestling Network. Oh, so okay. Is, oh, okay. So it an indie is, show. It's okay. an indie show that takes a bunch of the scattered indie promotions or indie yeah. wrestlers and puts them under one banner in a pay per view, weekly pay per view model. So this is available on Fight. It's only eight eight dollars every week. That's what four hundred pesos per week. If you're interested in watching it, yeah. When you think about it, parang nanood ka lang ng local show. Oh. Kasi naman yung price na binabayad natin, for the local shows uh, in the world before the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. Sige. Uh, let's get our thoughts in on Hell in a Cell. So, syempre, you had the three cell matches going on. You had Otis losing money in the bank. So let's start off with the Hell in a Cell matches, Muna, and the shocking ending to Hell in a Cell. Syempre, by the end, we realize, ah, okay, this is why. Drew versus Randy Orton closed the show because Randy Orton became a 14-time world champion. Shocking ending. I'm not too mad, I guess, because you know, me being too mad means I got worked. And it means that what they wanted to happen did happen. Right? They played me. At the same time, because they stretched out this feud for this result. So I'm kind of mixed here uh, with, with regard to Randy Orton winning the, winning the championship. I don't mind Randy Orton walking away with the belt. I really don't. If this means that they can use him to build somebody off of, like say a Keith Lee or a younger talent, then that's it makes a lot of sense for me because then it still preserves Drew's quote unquote legacy being so new and young as a WWE title holder. Who's to say that he won't win the belt again down the ways? Right? But for Randy Orton, an established veteran to help push a younger guy over would mean that that younger guy gets the gets the rub from somebody like Randy Orton. So I I really don't mind that he walked away with the title. Sanalang they did a better job of making sense of it all because they not only did they do a regular match, they also did the Hell in a Cell, and then before that they did the Ambulance match with five other legends. So by that arc was wasted in my opinion, because of all the shenanigans that they put Orton through, right? where he tried to look like an inconspicuous janitor when the dude is like 6'6". Six, six. Actually, he's like baby face kasi Randy Orton eh, because he had to jump through so many hoops just to win the championship. That's normally hey, want, a baby face arc. Yeah, if you want if you want to put the smart glasses on, then yes, totally. I, I, get, what you, I get where you're coming from, but this, this whole thing is, it's just, it's a pretty ridiculous booking for the way it's happened, but I don't mind how it ended. Okay, three things. Uh, First thing, I also did not mind uh, Randy Orton and Drew, uh, Randy Orton winning a championship because I thought it was fine. Um, I actually thought that it was time for a change. Although, also, this is me liking new things. eh? So, uh, you could take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Second thing is that None of this is long-term storytelling. Um, the only thing that's really long-term at this point is Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Uh, a lot of things are done just for the short-term pop or the short-term need. 
for example, uh, which we'll get to later, uh, now Tucker is back on SmackDown after having been drafted to Raw last week or two weeks ago. So, alam mo yun, uh, wala, wala talaga silang pinag-iisipan for the long term. Third is that, uh, although I would like to say that this is to push or this is for the benefit of a younger up-and-coming talent, the rumors are saying that the end game for Randy Orton's championship reign is a match which the match would edge at WrestleMania. So in April payon. So that's what a good uh, five months or six months away from now. So that's not really hell. Uh, if if young guys are gonna challenge him for the championship moving forward, you know they're all gonna lose. Yeah, uh, Jeb Regales asking dito sa comment section, will the Miz cash in again on Randy Orton like he did 10 years ago? Given the rumor and innuendo that Ro just dished out, probably not. Or if he ever does cash in on Randy Orton, baka matalo naman siya this time around. And I actually don't want that. Um, segueing off to, to Otis losing money in the bank, I, I like this result. I like the Miz being money in the bank holder. And kahit sabi mong 10 years apart, like the performer Miz has become, makes him an even more credible and believable WWE champion threat at this point. So whether he cashes in on WWE championship or world he- or, or universal championship, I'm excited. Ako, pero given the what what looks like the long term stories for both world titles, parang unlikely eh, na maging world champion si Mizulet, even with the briefcase. Yeah. So according to Gimmick Buckets, uh, I think Kumu feed. Hello to you, Gimmick Buckets. Hey, Gimmick Buckets. It's uh, yeah, good can Randy one it avoids the rule versus Roman. At Survivor Series, para the big money match now, so WrestleMania would be Drew versus Roman, which I don't mind at all because it heralds a new era, I guess you could say. Of, but we of just wrestler. saw that in 35. It was Drew versus Roman. Oh, hello. I, I didn't remember it that much. Exactly. So now that they are better, they are more yes. made than, than they were that time, I would want to see it again. Yeah, it, it, you're talking about the old Drew McIntyre when he was saddled to Dolph Ziggler. I don't think that counts. Post Drew McIntyre, the guy who beat Brock Lesnar, both of them actually now, they both beat Brock Lesnar, having built up such stellar reputation since then, actually makes this more meaningful to me, which I wouldn't mind if that happens. Yeah, uh, going back uh, to, uh, no, to Otis and Tucker... Oh, there's a Miz, rather, since uh, Stan already touched on it. I don't mind Miz getting the, the briefcase. I just wish that the Money in the Bank briefcase device itself was treated with better respect. <laughs> so uh, it was a short match. It was, made for the, it was made for the Tucker heel turn, right? Which I don't think we really need at all. It's the latest in a long line of of tag team breakups. But here's the thing. Uh, if I, I could have, um, I was watching that match and, you know, I was watching Otis and I, and I thought that if they really took him seriously, if they gave him enough effort and, you know, uh, attention and shine since winning money in the bank, um, all those months ago, I really feel like he could have been, you know, this generation's Dusty Rose. I mean, he was already being positioned that way. Uh, he's the blue-collar working man, right? And he can talk. I think he can talk. Uh, he's decent in the ring. I really do think uh, if they had written him more seriously, they could have had some a real uh, underdog babyface that 
could have been a credible threat for the whatever world championship they wanted to go for. Chino, any thoughts? Okay, no, I, I was just gonna say, na, yeah, uh, I agree with Ro here. Nasayangan ako. I think the Otis Tucker feud is not really money. I don't expect much out of it. I'm I'm really annoyed that it's another tag team that they had to break up. Napaka unnecessary. And sige, binreak up sila, tapos feud sila for what one month or or one pay per view or maybe two pay per views mask a uh, max. And then after that, what we're gonna see Tucker on main event. Where we, yeah, uh, San Pro, yeah. Si Otis, diba? exactly, exactly. Uh, again, I, it's them. Sorry, sorry, Chino. Again, oh, it's yeah. them thinking for the short term. Because as we, as I mentioned earlier, Tucker was drafted to Raw on in the draft two weeks ago. Then now uh, he's being listed back on the SmackDown side. So talagang some it means that somewhere after the draft, someone thought that okay, maybe we should turn Tucker heel uh, at at in a Cell. Okay, so two things. According to a Cultaholic video from earlier today, Tucker was actually never drafted to Raw. Sources showed that the logo under his name on the WWE official website was always SmackDown. And he, the reporter, even went back as far as a few months before the draft and showed that SmackDown to begin with. And it never really actually changed. So maybe that was an error on the part of production. I don't really know, but as we know right now, that's a SmackDown by Stopper, that's a Raw, that's an Otis. Now, with regards to the split... No, no, wait, 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 wait. Going back to that to that point, Tucker appeared on Raw. Yeah, but they made a big deal about the split, eh? Yeah. Yeah, but basically, what this, what I'm saying is, they didn't really have the intention to go to They're basically sweeping it under the rug. It never happened. Yeah, it never happened. So it, 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 it's not a thing now. So it's regardless of whether you think that SmackDown are in there, it doesn't matter. Now, with regards to breaking up the tag team, I've always saw this coming. Like, I've always felt that Otis, even as part of heavy machinery, has always been getting more of a push than Tucker. They've been giving Tucker the unfortunate Marty Genetic treatment with all the spots they've been giving Otis, even from when they were fresh from NXT, the bio. The whole caterpillar gimmick, the whole Mandy Rose and Otis gimmick. That's fine if you want to keep them together as, as a tag team. But I feel like making Tucker the heel here gives him at least some sort of edge to his character. Because what are they going to do? Make him another blue-collared guy and they have the same sort of look. They're also both in the same team. So if one guy is going to get the push, the other guy has to do something as well. And I guess this is sort of a push for Tucker as well. About to see if if you can bring this this heel persona further. I guess we lose another tag team, but at the end of the day, I like to see more for these guys down the road. My problem with that, Chino, is that the breakup didn't mean anything. Because they just did it for the shock value. Heavy machinery, wala pa, wala pa investment sa kanila as a team. Because in NXT, they, they didn't really get anywhere. And then they showed up on the main roster and they didn't really get anywhere. Like, the whole storyline of Heavy Machinery has basically been about Otis. And so, if yun nilang basis for Tucker's turn, then it's them low-key admitting that, yeah, we didn't write you as a team very well. And then they <laughs> use that as a plot device for the heel turn, which I think is such lazy writing. Because tag team breakups mean so much more when you're invested in them. Sasha Bailey being the best example. Or if I, I, they were to have get, a breakup, diba? Okay, I get what you're, try, what you're trying to say here. But I feel like this whole... The whole point of Otis and Tucker breaking up was to put Otis over. It was all yeah. on Otis. Walang, walang wait on Tucker whatsoever. I they weren't it. really going to do anything with Tucker in, in the long run. So the fact that they gave him something at least, 
they threw him this boat on the two months. See where that takes you. It, it, it's at least something. It's at least giving him something. Right? Instead of just saying that Abigail will break up Sila and then oh, this just goes to the singles run. It's like a Sensei D. Uh, it's basically WWE messed up as always. Thank you for the Halo Halo Sensei D. Thank you uh, for yeah. the Halo Halo. Uh, yeah, it is them messing up as always. I just don't know because it's not like other breakups where the the break the dumper is has any momentum really. But now I guess he does when you think about it because he initiated the breakup. But I don't know how far our emotional investment, if any, will take us for Tucker. Yeah, uh, and because of that, I don't think that na. You know, mapupulut sila in the main event or in the upper mid card following the storyline. That's my fearless forecast. Yeah, see. Okay, we're going to talk about the other two big Hell in a Cell matches as well as uh, Retribution getting punked again. But first, we got to take a break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Minsan, kailangan lang ng manunulat ng kausap. Minsan, kailangan lang ng mambabasa ng pag-asa. Minsan, kailangan lang ng tagapakinig ng pag-ibig. Ako si Edgar Calabia Samar, may akda ng ilang premyadong nobela at aklat ng tula. At inaanyayahan ko kayong makinig ng aking podcast tungkol sa panitikan at pagsulat at pagmamahal. Ang mga teorya ng pagkahulog. Dito lang sa Podcast Network Asia. All right, before we get to the rest of our Hell in a Cell talk, uh, let's get to some shout-outs. First off, dito sa Facebook feed, uh, we've got JK joining us, our usual suspects, Ricky and Jackie. And Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, John Christopher, also on the feed. How about on Kumu, Chino? I mean, I think UB's joining us on this stream. We have Hello. Elijah Yaquino. We have Baby Rod X. We got Gio Ortega Santillar. We got Renan Oregetsha. Glory Pearl, Kev Spogito, Padeli, and Prince RJC on this Kumu stream. Thank you for joining us tonight. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, let's talk about Sasha versus Bailey, where Sasha finally became a Grand Slam champion. Na complete na niya by winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. And she finally won inside Hell in a Cell. So she's now one and two inside that structure. I felt like it was a very deserved win. And I actually enjoyed the match. So, you know, Sasha and Bailey, we know naman that these two can really put out a banger. Diba? NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Palang, we already saw that for ourselves. But to see them really take it a step further inside the cell and with much more emotion, much more gravitas, and with uh, switched alignments, I-, I thought it was pretty compelling. So I was pretty happy with how this one turned out. I agree. Uh, uh, I'm glad that they gave us the, the result that we really wanted. Because uh, if they pulled out the rug one more time, uh, so yeah, uh, really good uh, feud capper. I think um, Survivor Series, which we'll talk about in a while, uh, being up next is a good break away from Sasha Bailey. Sana um, they don't touch for a while after uh, after this. Yeah, sana mas, ma- uh, mas mahaba yung reign yeah, because Sasha has never defended a singles championship successfully. So that's her next hump that she needs to get over. In the five times she's been a singles champion on the main roster, she's never had a successful ty- title defense. And that's damning on, on Sasha Banks's part and, and in her booking, considering that she's been on the main roster for more than five years. 
So uh, that's something to watch out for as she uh, moves towards and past Survivor Series 2020. So before I get to my take, let's give a shout out to one of the head honchos on Kubu and our fellow podcast, Angelo Mendez is on. Hey, what's Kubu. up, Angelo? Angelo, what's up, Sabad man? Retro Podcast. Hello to you as well, Sabad and Kev's Pogido. Sasha Banks deserves that victory and the championship, and I agree, she does deserve that championship and that yes, victory. She does. It's a hard-fought victory for her. And it ended in such a fashion. Bailey and Sasha have such great chemistry with one another. And whenever they get to mix it up against each other, they're able to do such magic in there. Now, that said, I like the match. I loved Iron Woman better. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, uh, I agree, I agree. That's just me. I, I felt like that had more emotion attached to it. Um, not to compare, but you can't really compare because since then they've done so many things, or both individually and as tag team. Uh, now, yes, I agree. This uh, proves this is just setting up Sasha to overcome her next big goal of retaining in a championship def- defense. However, I feel like they're going to be building the women's division of SmackDown around somebody like Sasha Banks, where it, she can easily stand at the very top of that ladder. Mr. Bashard Fair ended up back on Raw. Um, yeah, so, yeah. She, so, so really, between her and Bailey, it feels like this whole division is going to be built around Sasha Banks. I just want to say, in the, I think the Iron Woman is better because, uh, as John Christopher said, I Bailey. Until now, I think we will never know yeah. The answer to that mystery. Neganto, pag bumalik ulit si Bailey ng Pilipinas, tapos naka media availability ulit si Bailey, we should ask her that. Should take <laughs> note, and then whichever of us makes the media availability, magtanong tayo. <laughs> Alright, um, let's talk about Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Na, ito nagulat ako na opening match to because I really thought, Shepard, yeah. not knowing na Randy Orton would win the championship, I thought this would be the main event. But yeah. in, in, again, in hindsight, knowing what we know now, it makes sense that she's opener because it wasn't a very wrestling-heavy match. It was really a story match, much like Clash of Champions, and deservedly so. We we saw the stakes from Tribal Consequences ng SmackDown, and then we saw uh, Jimmy Uso even getting involved. Sobrang ganda, ang, ang ganda pa rin ng storytelling, and you you can really see uh, yung yung pagkatao nila, yung yung tragic flaws, I guess, like in Roman Reigns na. He really believes in his heart of hearts that I'm doing the right thing. And yet you can see all over his face that as much as he's bought into his own BS, he's also really full of crap. And he also kind of knows it. Because um, he was willing to put Jimmy in the gu- guillotine just to get Jay to ultimately quit, right? And then there's Jay who has a lot of pride Now it had to take Jimmy getting choked out for him to say, I quit. So he had all those elements coming in. And then, of Paul Heyman. Pa Paul Heyman actually... Uh, I, I wrote about this when I originally wrote about Roman Reigns for SmartHenry.com. Paul Heyman is so different from the Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar because that Paul Heyman was very audacious. That guy was really thumping his chest, walking around as if lagi siyang big balls. Yung ginagawa ni Sam Cassell sa NBA dati. This Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns cowers in fear. He's literally afraid of Roman Reigns. Watch the way that he acts around Roman Reigns. He's always cowering in fear. Al- alam niya yung place niya. I cannot... Thump my chest. 
I am subservient to the tribal chief. And that's a different element of Paul Heyman that we haven't really seen prior to this character. It's really, it really goes to show how much effort they're putting into this. Uh, before that, uh, JK is asking, should, should, she, should he watch the entire Hell in a Cell pay-per-view or just the Cell matches? I would say just watch the Cell matches because uh, that's all you need, really. But after all, it's still three Hell in a Cell matches in one night. Going back to that, Mara says uh, it's a Samoan soap opera. It's brilliant. Yeah, it is really brilliant. Uh, I would say Hell in a Cell was Roman's Heisenberg moment. The, yes. The, <laughs> the moment he realized uh, he was full of shit. He was full of uh, evil. There's no there's turning really back. No, there's no turning back. I, at this point, I don't think I can imagine him going back to you know the smiley baby face. Uwa, uh, Roman Reigns. From before, yeah, feeling ko talaga ever since they booked him as this guy, there's really no going around back to the first Roman Reigns. It was a mistake in my in my opinion to even uh, try uh, and uh, make him a baby, a clean baby face, like the guy people are supposed to root for. Because how can you root for somebody that looks like him? Right? He go, he looks, he looks maaras from the get go, right? It, it, it's not easy to root to think of him as an underdog, right? even if they did play the whole cancer angle on him. However, that said, I am very interested to see where this goes. Is this where we get the faction people have been chatting about online? If so, who else is going to be a part of it? Right? And he's the head he's the head of the table now. He's the head of the family. He's the f- tribal chief. All yeah, these things. Uh, but what, so what does that mean for him story-wise? I will also say that I love this match as a story because it goes back to the roots of what WWE has always had an edge on in terms of, of, of production. But they've always been a storytelling company even, even if the wrestling wasn't always there. It's always what you watch the WWE for, the, the stories. And I like how it, it you talk about getting worked a lot on this show, how how we're not really worked about a lot of things. This was the first match I remember actually tearing up uh, as I was watching it. I can't remember the last match that made me do that, but this was it. This was that match, especially when Jimmy Uso came out and sit, and kept using their shoot names. And Roman Reigns yeah, that was good. To, that was a great. Uh, time. That was really good. Uh, and, and, really... Then, and then they were reacting to to, and he was starting to feel it too. So Roman, he also started tearing up. <laughs> oh. I was actually starting to tear up too. Like holy shit, is he trying to break the curse? Is he trying to sway <laughs> Roman from the dark side? And then no, he locks in the guillotine, and we were all worked. And I love it. I love when wrestling gets to surprise even the smartiest of fans. It's no, it's. They really had me there too. Uh, I thought Roman was gonna turn back face, and I'm like, I'll be like, oh, all of this for what? Just so I know you can, I know you can be bought over by your your cousins using their real names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, though, uh, Chino is asking, "Sino sa side sa faction niya or ba?" The rumors are saying that yes, it is gonna be a done deal. The stakes of this match were that if Jay quit. Then they had to follow Roma's uh, orders. Indentured servitude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently the plan is, and that's according to the rumors, uh, the plan is for Jay to follow them and to eventually realize, okay, fuck it, I might as well do it and join it. And he'll, you know, turn heel and be evil as well. We don't know yet if when he does that, Kasadi see, see Jimmy, but the idea is that 
all three of them will be a unit, a Samoan strike force, if you will. <laughs> uh, Ricky says Roma's golden glove was random. I agree, it was pretty random. I didn't know why he had to have a golden glove. But uh, no, since we're talking about costumes and gear, uh, I just got to say, in SmackDown uh, cell matches, you can clearly see now the heels were in black and the baby faces were in white. Yes. That is another uh, great subtle touch. Yes. Sobrang ganda. All right. Napansin ko din yan during the Bailey and Sasha match. Like how, how the stark difference in color between the two of them. Especially with the chair that Bailey brought to the ring. Ang ganda lang tignan. The contrast was great. Yeah. Let's say hi to Abby who is on Kumu for the very first time and has sent hey. a mix on our way. Thank you, hey. Abby. Thank you, Abby. Wala na ka Oh, paulan tayo. Tara, tara. Let's say hi to Michael as well on the Facebook comments. He's asking kung pwede ba siyang maging member ng podcast. Pwedeng-pwede if you are part of the veteran tier of our Patreon program. So there's so our veteran patrons uh, will get the chance to be our fourth member of the podcast on our special episodes, including Game Night on Kumu. Right, uh, uh, wait, I, I want to add to that because Admin Angelo is asking us about our thoughts on Impact Wrestling. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get the I didn't get to catch Impact earlier this week because my internet was being a bitch, and I don't think you guys caught Impact as well. Was the thing it is, that bound for glory? Yes, or? it was bound for glory. Yes. ID, uh, theoretically, the the company's biggest show of the year, but it felt like uh, um. usual pay per view as always. But the thing is, um, if you sign up for our Patreon. For as low as 250 pesos, you can hear me uh, watch the show and give my thoughts on it because uh, I watch a lot of wrestling while we're here stuck at home. So I would really want to give my thoughts on all the wrestling I watch that I don't have time for on this podcast. Yeah. Also, if you guys want your access to, you know, not necessarily legal. Things. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we're 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 spreading piracy on. No, no, no. Of course not. But if if, if you if you say you did want to watch something and you didn't know how to get your hands on it, chances are you'll find that on the Discord page. So maybe yeah, we, we, we maybe got connected. Yeah, we, we got we, we'll, have, we'll hook you up for as low as two fifty uh, a month. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, but I do remember seeing something about Impact. Uh, uh, the only thing I remember from Blank for Glory was Sue Young making her return after this long storyline uh, of her as Susie, which yeah, I yeah, yeah. can't wrap my head around. I think it's them trying to play off the Bray Wyatt angle, the feed angle uh, uh, in, in the women's division of Impact. So, oh my God, yeah, I guess I love Sue Young. So I, I, I like how I saw her again. Especially when she all she did was face Impact Women's Champion Diana Perazzo. So that was good. Uh, I, I like that. One. Actually, made backstage drama pasa which will I don't know I don't know if you guys know about it because Kylie Ray was supposed to be uh, the advertised yes. contender against Diana Perazzo, and uh, she didn't appear. Um, she was in Nashville for the tapings, but she didn't appear. So all we know is that she's somehow alive and well. Uh, but from her. But all all we know is that she had an unspecified injury, and that's it. Yeah, usually, uh, yung balitang ganyan, it's very troubling to hear about that. I think, especially for people from our generation, we're um, I'm not gonna lie, we're probably traumatized from 2007. Oh with yeah, what happened to Chris Benoit, diba? So anytime we hear news about somebody not appearing when they were supposed to appear, immediately we get those flashbacks. So um, I'm glad na. Yung balita from, from Impact is that Kylie Ray is alive and well somehow, and I hope that it stays that way. 
Man, what a twist. What a twist, though, if Smiley Kylie Ray ends up doing a Benoit. That's like, wow. Yeah, let's not go this, there. They call her Smiley. And so it's doubly mysterious because she left AEW mysteriously earlier this year. Kasi. And nobody, up to now, nobody knows uh, why that happened. So this happening again, kind of, is getting to be really weird for Kylie Ray. Yeah. Uh, Conrad's asking some comments for our thoughts on the Tucker heel turn. We got to that a few minutes ago, so you can catch na lang yung uh, audio-only version of, of this stream when it gets uploaded by tomorrow, all right? Uh, before we move on to AEW, just a couple of things we have to touch on. First, retribution. Ano na? Ano na? Ano na? You're doing you know, Ali dirty. That's it. I, I, you know what? I feel like the only good thing to come from all of this was that these guys are in masks and not using their real names. Uh, not Mustafa Ali. No, yeah, no, not wait, Ali. no, no. Wait, hold on. Yeah, Mustafa Ali, fine. Lost cause. But like, fuck it. You can just redo. <laughs> you can just redo T-Bar. Oh, like yeah, that's what I said last week. You know, just take off the mask. Call him. Uh, what is his name? Not, like, the like Jakovic. Yeah, I can't even remember what he was called. Like Jackovich. And, and it act like nothing happened. Though. At least that. I mean, just look at the bright side of things. Hey, no, no, because Ali's my boy, man. I'm, I feel bad. I like Retribution. I like, sorry, I did, I did like Retribution. I love Ali. We met him, me and Camus, uh, met him in person during the WWE live event. Such a class act, that guy. So I feel sorry that he has to go through all of this just to be jobbed up night after night to all these. Uh, I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, I, we're, we're so not sad. crapping on the Hurt Business because I love the Hurt Business. Yeah, I love all four of them. Yeah, they're a great act as well. It just sucks that well, this is all Retribution can get. Like, really? Really? Ito lang? Like um, all of that build up, all of those weeks and months of hyping up this story for them to just lose and lose and run away and uh, tuck their tails between their legs. Sobrang kawawa. Um, I- I'm not sure if you guys even noticed this, but they subtly changed your pronunciation and name ni Mustafa Ali. Because we say it Mustafa Ali, yeah, but now yeah. he and the, the announcers they say it Mustafa Ali. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. Hindi ko rin alam kung uh, ano I think it's more of a native pronoun- pronunciation. So. Um, if it is like that really in Arabic, then maybe it is. I'll look it up after we do the show. Okay, though. As long as they get it right and, you know, not say really, really white versions of words like Uranagi, Seen <laughs> Kara. Uh, okay, um, you know, people in the comment section are also just laughing at Slapjack as a name and how uh, retribution has been reduced to just being alter Twitters na dun na lang sila... Dun- Talk shit na sila sa Twitter. Uh, that's oh it. That's all they're good for now. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, one more thing, Pala. The reason why we're getting this treatment of retribution is because they're going up against the Hurt Business and for some reason, uh, no one wants to change that story. Like, somebody has to be put over and right now, it's obviously the Hurt Business. It's apparently the Hurt Business. It's siyempre, you want to make them look strong and not like chumps, right? But why could yeah, exactly. But you know what retribution is. The problem is they have two new factions that are competing for credibility and prestige. But I don't see why they couldn't have just gathered a bunch of the unused raw mid-carders, you know, the people you use on raw underground and have them be the targets for retribution instead of oh, having si to go Ruas, up, Yeah. Oh, instead si of having Dama them Kito. go 
instead of having them go up against another stable that they're clearly pushing. So it's talaga may isang matatalo and buti na buti nga may isang natatalo kasi uh, if you go 50-50 on this so nobody comes out looking good. I mean or, for know, all like, we Sorry, Chino, go go go. So I mean for all we know they can just rehash this whole retribution thing and replace like Dijakovic with Dabakato and like <laughs> act like nobody's the wiser. Oh, look at T-Bar. Hip has a muscle. Like, no, you know what would have been like, nice? It would have been nice if they built up Retribution and uh, the Hurt Business simultaneously while not having them mix it up with one another. Have the Raw mid-carders face both Retribution and the Hurt Business and then eventually build them both up to a point na, alright, who's gonna break? Diba parang Shield versus Wyatt's back in the day. If yeah. they'd done that, I would have bought it. Or it, it would probably be at least more palatable na ito yung nangyari. But they just bum-rushed it without much thought and here we are. Uh. Saying hi to Camila Anunueva, who, who is asking for a shout out to Camila Anunueva. Hey, but okay, we love the energy. We love the energy. What's up, Camila? Also, saying what's up to user 582001, who is watching us all the way from Boracay. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. Boy, wow. What's up, Dolomite? Okay. Real white sandal. Dolomite Nandito sa Manila. Alright. Also, Sabani Kebs Poldito. Sheamus, Keith Lee, and AJ Styles are first three members of Team Raw. Yun, we haven't gotten to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks perfect for bringing segue. it up. <laughs> yeah, perfect segue. Because I was going to get to that. So Survivor Series season is upon us. And in less than a month, we're going to get that big show. So great. Problem is, wala nang NXT. So it's now Raw versus SmackDown again. And it's really weird after how they went through all that trouble last year to establish NXT as the third brand. They basically dominated at the big show. They won four out of the seven matches, four to one, diba? And then now it's as if NXT doesn't even exist. Why? Alamo, uh, you know what? It was early. They cut their losses. They probably didn't want to make NXT look good and then not give them the the same treatment they deserve. Oh, okay, you know what? Leave NXT out of the 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 real world problems of the main roster. Like don't don't sacrifice yung uh yung storytelling sa NXT just to accommodate what's going this this brand warfare thing sa Survivor Series. Let let's greet Mr. Jayton Zulueta of Aha Learning Center. Thank you for joining hey. us, uh, Jayton. Hey. Appreciate all the good work you do, my uh, my friend. Hey, okay. yeah, yeah, take uh, your thoughts first before I get to mine. Sige, sige. Um, it's just really disappointing for me. I really wanted to see NXT just because I got excited. Nga. But I get Rose's point. I get where he's coming from because I am also kind of enjoying the NXT bubble as an experience. And we'll get to more NXT in a bit. But if, if that's uh, the result we're going to get, na NXT becomes more enjoyable because it's a vacuum, siya, then sige, I will take this, this loss, if you will. Yeah, I also understand why they couldn't really do NXT with this, considering that everything has to be as isolated as it is, considering the times that we live in. That said, we still have a month, more than a month, and uh, sorry, a little under a month before we get to Survivor Series, so a lot of things can change, right? For all we know, somebody loses a title among the title, current title holders of both Raw and SmackDown, so right? nothing is really set in stone. All we know is that it's champion versus champion, right? Brand versus brand. So they could easily just throw in uh, a third brand into the mix just for the heck of it. But nothing is really uh, concrete at this point. 
Yeah, so right now what we have are the initial rosters for Team Raw. Um, as was mentioned in the comments, it's AJ, Keith Lee, and Sheamus so far. We out of five for Raw. Then the women's side, they've got Naya and Shayna, the women's tag team champions, Mandy and Dana, and Lana uh, rounding out that team. So for SmackDown, I don't even want to predict. <laughs> Should we predict who's going to be on Team SmackDown? Um, for the women or for the men? Uh, why not both? I don't know. I just want to. I just want to let it unfold. Yeah. I I feel the same way. Chino, what about you? You want to throw a name out there? I want to say. Bahamakabod Dallas moment na naman tayo. For for this, no. Uh, I I I think I want to throw in a, a SmackDown name and go Bianca Belair. It feels like they're building her up to something. So Bianca Belair. She has to do something. So there's that. And maybe for the guys, throw in Kevin Owens. Why not? Yeah, Daniel sure. Bryan. Right. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Seth Rollins. Right. Oh, those, uh, Rey Mysterio. Dominic. 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 Oh, yeah, it's that. It's a Murphy. It's a Murphy. It's a Murphy. Worker, worker. All right, uh, let's get to the the feud that's building up right now between Randy Orton and The Fiend. What do you think about the callbacks to 2017 to Randy Orton burning the Wyatt compound? I like it. I, I kind of want to see it. Both men have changed, so I want to see what happens or how this goes down. Yeah, people in the comment section, Kanina, were raving about Alexa Bliss. Like somebody was asking, should Alexa Bliss be in a Fiend mask? I don't think so. I want her to stay the way she is. Maybe put on those weird... Contact lenses na lang if they're going to try to make her scary. But the, the packaging of a really sweet, beautiful woman being scary is enough of a mind F for anyone. Maybe face, maybe face paint ang mga yari. Like, you know, like, yeah, you, know, like you know, I like the subtleness of uh, what they're doing with Alexa Bliss's character. They changed her music up a bit too on Raw, if you notice. They gave it, yeah. gave it a horror remix of sorts. They gave her the scary contact lenses and I like it especially since I know Alexa Bliss loves her uh, occasional horror movie right? so it gives her a chance to stretch out those acting muscles so I like what they're doing with the character that said if this ends in another uh, Firefly horror house projection room match <laughs> dear god please wag naman sana no more tacos on the wall please the problem ko lang with Alexa Bliss right now is I don't really think we ever saw a proper culmination of, you know, Nikki Cross investigating her best friend, Lexi. <laughs> it's also good that you brought up Nikki Cross because not only did they not close the loop on that, they also gave her some jobber music. What? With her yeah, they changed her music. They gave, ah, her some gener- they gave her some generic-ass country music. This CFOS thing that they're going through right now. So so far Kawawa didn't make it close of that regard. Uh you can see Yung Glove the Alexa Bliss and Rose background right now. So her equivalent of brace hurt and heal is play and pain. Yeah, get Yeah, I really like I really like how they're turning her into Brace Harley Quinn. They're, they're her his little sidekick. Yeah, so I like it. 
Sabi ni Gimme Buckets on Kumu, so much yes for Randy as 14-time champ, so much no for another Fiend-Orton match. I think they've learned their lesson from the projection canvas match from WrestleMania. Yeah, and if anything, yung, what, the original House of Horrors was ano, diba? Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, diba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yung project, projection canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> no, yung project, the projection canvas is Mania. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the segment they taped. Backstage. Yes, yes. Iba pa yun. So, if, there, if, if we're gonna lead towards another Firefly Funhouse match na parang kay John Cena na super meta pero about Randy Orton, I'd be all in. Kasi yeah. our generation grew up with Cena and Orton. We yeah. basically saw their entire careers. And I would love to have a 30-minute retrospective on Randy Orton as Bray Wyatt just mind Fs with him. I'd love yes. to. Yeah. Seg- there's segments in the house Randy Orton's gonna shit in the bag and some shit. Uh, or, or Orton. Orton crashing his motorcycle. There's yung fat Randy Orton. Oh, you Orton. You Orton and the DDT. You see, Stephanie McMahon. That's, that's great stuff, man. I can't wait. If that is exactly, if that's, because we haven't had a Firefly Funhouse match since Mania, right? Yeah. So if, if this is what happens later down the road in whatever pay-per-view comes, I'm all for it. I'm all I'm down for the ride. And oh, that's si Batista. Exactly. The toxic finale, the Alexa yung coffee ni Randy Orton ng arsenic. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more uh, Alexa putting arsenic in people's drinks. That's that's pretty funny. We gotta talk about AEW, especially everybody's favorite segment from last week. And we're gonna yes. preview Halloween Havoc, plus some news on that Marvel and Triple A collab right after this quick break. What's up, boomers? This is Usap on Retro. Hey, what's up? I'm Sonia. Hey, my name's Ron. Yo, we're boomers and we love to talk about video games and otaku culture and we're from the Philippines. Catch us live on the Kumu app every Saturday at 5pm and the podcast every Monday at 8am. Catch you nerds there! Let's get to some shoutouts starting off with Abby who gave us another gift on Kumu. Thank you, thank you very much, Abby. Thank you for the Carlita clap, Abby. Thank you so much for that. Also, say what's up to a few guys joining us at Kumu. Okay, hello, okay, Emmy Alusis, Alodia, Artizi, The Thunder Zeus, and Paolo092402. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. All right. Let's get to Le Dinner Debonair's AEW because that really divided the internet when it aired last week. And I guess it's the drawback of having the Wednesday live streams because it's not as fresh. But um, a lot of people were, were polarized by it because there were those that loved it. Like I loved it because I'm a fan of musicals and I love it when my wrestlers sing on TV. Same. <laughs> And I love how funny it was. I love yung mga, uh, yung mga hirit nila left and right. But I, I can see why yung mga, yung mga Jim Cornettes of the world would take a dump on it. Because it's not wrestling. <laughs> no, go, Chino, go for it. No, no, no. Go for oh. it. You go for it. You love no, it. No, so I, loved it. I, I loved it. I loved it. Because as... Okay, so I'm going to try and take this from the point of view of the people who hated it. I understand. Okay. Okay. I, I understand that it isn't wrestling, but not everything in wrestling is wrestling. It's it's a device, it's a storytelling device, a plot device to move this story forward. Now that said, if you really break it down into its its finite atoms, into its very core, is this performance a performance 
in kayfabe? Or is it a performance outside of kayfabe? Diba? Like, do all the wrestlers, are all the wrestlers of AEW capable of singing and dancing in a steak restaurant now? If, if, if Jericho and, and, and MJF can pull it off, diba? Who's to say Brody Lee and Colt Cabana can do it, diba? Who's to say down the ways that we haven't, we don't see another integration of it. Now, that said, for what it is, for its own little segment, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed how they were able to swing that Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. song uh, that just uh, goes to show the TNT buddy behind uh, this uh, company. Also, yeah. it also just showcases a lot of rage for both Jericho and MJF. Let's go back a few years to best friend Jericho during his run with Kevin Owens. Right? This reminded me a lot of that. Because right? Jericho has always been so forgiving with his time and his talent and his ability to put other people over, especially younger talent like uh, Kevin Owens or uh, MJF. And I love how they, he was willing to even they kick things off with the whole steak segment, the uh, lawans and then steak. And I was, <laughs> that just, was disgusting. You know, that's, not, that's so funny. Oh, okay. Guys, you don't even know what you're doing. But okay, that's funny. That was great. And then they did the whole parody version of the song. I, For what it is, it was very funny. It was very entertaining. And as a standalone performance, I did love it. All right. All right. Here is my take. In a vacuum, I loved it. I liked it. Uh, I like musicals as well. I like I like Frank Sinatra style vocal pop. Um, there was this was a hit for me. But in the bigger picture, guys, I'm gonna take John Christopher's comment here on our live stream. He says that Jericho and MJF is greater than three hours of Raw. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna ask you this though. How is this segment different from you know the hokey stuff on Monday Night Raw? Like, okay, it was done well, yes. But uh, when you look at it, it is sports entertainment at its very core. And then you've got AEW trying to position itself as the alternative to that. You got Eddie Kingston calling, you know, calling WWE the land of the entertainers and saying AEW is a super serious, super serious land of wrestling. And then you go have Jericho and MJF pull this shit, which is, again, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I loved it. But uh, it goes against your positioning and your marketing that AEW is presenting itself as. So at this point, uh, if you're going to have stuff like that, if you're going to have stuff like that on your show, which is totally fine, maybe you shouldn't be calling yourself like different from Monday Night Raw. Because if you have wrestling and you have this and you have all that other stuff like uh, Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone hanging out in a spa, then you're just no different from Monday Night Raw. You're just Monday Night Raw with a different coat of paint. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what my issue is with this. So I need them to figure out if they're gonna go all in with the sports entertainment aspect and accept that they, in order to run a wrestling show uh, for the mainstream and get virality like that, you're gonna have to market yourselves as sports entertainment without using that word specifically. Or maybe try not to crap on the very thing that you're actually doing. Exactly. Well, to, so, be, to, to be fair, we also have to consider that AEW is the same company with being the elite. Right? And, and, and as far as we know, being the elite is apparently kayfabe. Oh. Right? So, so it really doesn't accept them from doing silly shenanigans like this. Now, I get what you're trying to say. 
the the trying to think that they're better, they're above all the silliness of the WWE. But then at the same time, on it, uh, storytelling wise, their path really isn't the clearest yet. So so maybe that's where they try and differentiate themselves about by by putting on by putting out Broadways every week. Dabai, Actually, Gene, of- it's not just the Broadways. It's uh, it's not just the Le Dinner Debonair segment. Go back to yung uh, bubbly bunch. When uh, the inner oh, circle did that with the flim flams, uh, right. that was already very sports entertaining. So right. non palang they already struggled with this um I guess dual identity or with the I don't want to use the word hypocrisy, but it kind of comes, yeah, comes not, across I don't think it's as hypocrisy. hypocrisy. I don't think but it I, is. I, I think this is them trying to do everything. Yeah, yeah. Like it's them trying to put their ads in every single pot they can add on. Yeah, they want to yeah. do comedy, there's that. They want to do serious wrestling, there's that. They want to do a tournament, fine. They want to debut old guys, fine. They want to do a new tag team, fine. They want to put out 15 squash matches every week, fine. They're doing everything and feeling good is too much. They got to they gotta, they gotta streamline their operation a bit. Because as a startup, have, you know, as is, AEW is a startup, it's a little hard for them to find the focus. About they, all they really wanted to do was put out a different product about to go up against the competition that is the WWE. And now that they've succeeded in doing that, feeling that they can do anything, which we all know really doesn't work in the long run. Ang sa akin lang naman is for the fans. Tanggapin niyo na na this is sports entertainment. And for AW na rin, tanggapin niyo na na this is sports entertainment. Granted, yes, it is better oftentimes, more times than WWE kasi you guys are apparently more, somehow more consistent and more deliberate and more intentional. Just accept it for what it is. Stadium stampede pala sports entertainment na eh. Tanggapin niyo na. <laughs> Don't try to be above all this because there's nothing wrong with sports entertainment sports is entertainment guys uh we watch sports to be entertained <laughs> so just yeah. let's not be pardon the pun elitist about it <laughs> all right uh speaking of the elite let's talk about kenny omega and his new entrance which i thought was the uh, second best thing out of yes. AEW last week so, napaka-elaborate ng entrance niya with the cheerleaders and then Justin Roberts uh, going through all of the his achievements. The entrance was longer than the match. Yeah. So, yeah sobrang kupal. Like, sobrang kupal for anyone to be introduced with all their accolades. Like, I don't know about you guys, but every time I'm invited to give a talk, I cringe every time someone asks me for my awards and yung, yung my career achievements and then they're gonna read that right before I go up there. In the same way na when I'm attending a talk, and someone's achievements are there for them to get an ego boost, I cringe. So it was I, a great move for Kenny Omega to have that. Totally. I get what you're, I get where you're coming from because when I, uh, whenever I do stand-up, I get introduced as, uh, oh, he competed in the ganyan, in the ganito. I don't like it because it sets myself up for failure. <laughs> I have to live up to that confidence. Hold on. That's not all the bad jokes. It's lalabas ako ng solid shit just for you guys because you called me that. So, Shepard, the get scale, the get scale where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's such it's such a work gimmick. It gets people riled up, and it it inches us closer and closer to Kenny Omega having a heel turn. Essentially, they they brought up the 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 dancers that accompanied him to during the entrance already had brooms out. And that's really not a subtle jab at him being the cleaner now. So I, so I, loved, I loved how 
he was introduced as having better Japanese by Michael Takazawa. So, <laughs> and that, having that wrestled once best. in North Carolina. Yeah, winner of the G1. Second star match. Oh, sorry, sorry. Having better Japanese than Michael Nagazawa. And that face, sorry, lastly, that face that he cracks after he hit the one with Angel. Oh my God. Kenny Omega is back to Prolos, and I love it. Uh, Sabi ni Ricky sa comments, Sana all my achievements. (laughs) Yeah, we agree. Yeah. Sana lahat may ganun. Pero pero sana all may achievements, pero sana all sana hindi ano, hindi sabihin lahat. Okay <laughs> yeah. na sabihin lahat. Okay, uh, um, Scott is asking, yeah. are all the elite guys tweeners at this point? Okay, so I have a thing, I have a take from last week's uh Dynamite main event. We saw the Young Bucks win that, right? To get uh, a contendership at the against uh, FDR and then FDR beat them up. Uh, they really put the beating on them uh, that made them look like they were faces again after acting like dicks. So I finally figured out what AEW was going for with the Young Bucks. They were trying to go for this weird Stone Cold-like tweener uh, alignment for the Bucks. Now, okay, uh, if I that's that's kind of like if I'm a if I'm enough of a dick, uh, I can get people to root for me. And, you know, sympathize when I get beaten up like that, right? I'm going to say that it doesn't work because all this time since, uh, since when was the last pay-per-view? A couple of months ago? Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, since then, they were really acting like assholes. They were uh, stunning. They were stunning, super kicking everyone, uh, including referees and Tony Schiavone. And uh, Marvez. yeah, yeah. When when you're a stone cold like anti-hero, you don't take it out on the on the broadcast team. You don't act like you're assholes to everyone. Uh, right. You just act like assholes to people who deserve to deserve to be in a, to be. To be clowned on like that. And this is what's missing from the Young Bucks uh, characterization. So I don't know if it's work. I don't think it's working. I don't I don't have any sympathy for the Young Bucks after getting beaten up by FDR and Tully Blanchard. So uh, it's not working. I, I don't know if they can fix this, especially if they're going to be the faces against FDR. Go heading into full gear. Yeah, because like the rest of the elite, parang clearly define naman yung roles nila. Eh. Cody, kahit papan, is still babyface. More babyface yeah. than heel. Hangman is clearly a babyface. And Kenny's clearly a heel. So, you know, um, to answer Dave's question, no. Um, they're, they're not tweeners at all. Okay, uh, that's it for AEW this week, especially since uh, the next episode of Dynamite is literally a few hours away. Before we get NXT Halloween Havoc, uh, there's some news that came out right before we hit recording that there is a collaboration between AAA and Marvel. So I think Chino is the one who got excited about this. Yes, Alex, what is your role then? Because uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Marvel uh, has, uh, has partnered with Mexico's AAA to form a wrestling uh, and comic sort of partnership yeah. that will debut in... This year's what? You, what's it called? Sorry, Triple Triple Mania. Triple Mania. There we go. Mania. Their 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 version of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their version of WrestleMania. So so basically, Marvel wants to further its brand 
And there's also it's a marketing on the press release, which you can read online. But basically, Marvel wants to further its brand. And what but into wrestling? And what better way to do that than with people who already wear masks? When they oh. wrestle, right? So they're going to have a faction in AAA. So it's kind of like the Tiger Mask uh, partnership with, you know, with Japanese wrestling companies. So like Tiger Mask appearing in real life as a, in real life wrestling, the Marvel is going to sponsor an entire group of superheroes slash wrestlers in AAA. So that's going to be cool. So it's also interesting because not a few weeks ago, we just got an announcement from Funko that they're coming up with a limited release Funko Pop figure of Marvel superheroes Lucha Rise. So you got a Lucha version of Spider-Man, a Lucha version of Venom, which we'll also get in this AAA stable. We also Ooh. get a Lucharized uh, Captain America and Thanos nice. person. Nice. Who the, the Thanos person? They call them. They call them the Purple Terror in, in Spanish. <laughs> looks a lot like uh, Mil Muertes. I yeah, say. I was gonna say I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Mil Muertes under that gimmick. Exactly right, <laughs> because he has the body for it. But anyway, it's very it's it's a very entertaining prospect, and if if we can get our hands on some more Luch. Triple A on this side of the world. I'm all for it. I'm going to watch that. Definitely. That's what we would call good lucha things. Oh. Yes. Man. All right. Uh, let's predict Halloween Havoc now. Um, this, this week's NXT is actually pretty exciting for me. Especially after what Pat McAfee did. Teaming up with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Oh, I love this pairing. I love that uh, Pat McAfee is putting in the effort to tie up in loose ends. To explain why Ridge Holland attacked Adam Cole, to explain why he aligned with Oni and Danny. Ang ganda. And Oni and Danny have been baby faces this whole time. And now that the revival are gone, I can see them being the next revival in NXT. I so agree. them I agree. being the champions right now and them filling this role that the revival left behind is a great thing for everybody involved. Plus, finally naging sympathetic na yung buong undisputed era. Finally. Oh, uh- no, it's a good thing because they apparently veered away from the rumors saying that there was going to be a split, um, saying uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly were going to be the faces and Roddy right. Strong and Bobby Fish were going to be the heels. So they didn't go through with that. or uh, you know, at, at the moment, they are not going through with that. And I really like the effort they're putting into telling the stories, especially with McAfee uh, saying that he paid Ridge Holland to attack Adam Cole. But I don't know if it's a product of the injuries that have been happening to NXT, but if it is, then this is a good topic on their end. I don't really know how to feel about more Pat McAfee. You know? like, <laughs> no, he, he's he's, what, anno- he's what, really annoying. What, what he's really this, great. Uh, really, like what you you first of all, you're basing your opinion on him off of one match. No, Not uh, I'm basing it. Yeah, basically, like his character of his, yeah, exactly that. Oh, and his mic work, he's really he's a really good manager for these people. Okay, fine, we'll give it time, but I don't know, man. I don't like it when these pseudo celebrities come and do some part time thing, small ass little six months. Like, dude, I think Pat McAfee's already doing more than Gronk. <laughs> NXT, first of all, okay, f- fair assessment, but not really. Pat Pat McAfee has NXT has always been this proven ground, this incubator for for talent to shine, where people uh, outside of it can 
diba? Like, if you're an undersized wrestler, if you're an indie darling who doesn't necessarily have what it takes to be Vince's type, diba? <laughs> NXT has always been there for you. That's why we always got people who, who we love, like Johnny Gargano, diba? Adam Cole, diba? These, these smaller undersized guys who, who would have spent forever in the Indies had it not been for NXT. Granted, right? So for somebody like Pat McAfee to come uh, and take a little bit of that shine away, I don't really know. It's like putting Ronda Rousey there. It's, it's like it's like fucking celebrities to the wrestle. To me, it strikes me in that same breath. I actually think it's kind of reductive in the sense that you forget that NXT was also the proving ground for Vince types like Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Robert Roode to an extent, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, these are bigger guys. So hindi lang mga Gargano and Sami Zayn and Champa yung nakuha natin. We got Velveteen Dream, uh, Bronson Reed. So it, I don't know, it's kind of reductive to say na. NXT is just for the indie darlings. Now, I think we forget then that McAfee really did have uh, an, an NXT contract before uh, any of this. So before Black Wednesday, he actually was signed to NXT. So I think this is them fulfilling that deal that was taken off earlier. So if anything, uh, maybe he's still training. I think he's going in a little more than, than you know, half-assing on this. And if he's going out to train, then that's fine. Like, just... If you, okay, you know, if he's going out to train, then that's fine. But I've already made my point. I want to see wrestlers wrestle. I think they will, man. Uh, I don't don't want to see guys who are just there for the shine and then leave after like six months. Like I said, the way I see it, McAfee is being used right now as a plot device. And it would have been different if it was him actually doing the physical stuff. But apparently not. He was, he's helping out uh, these other guys who could use a story, a story boost, if you will. And a right. mic guy. And a mic guy, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, you're right. We'll see. It depends on how they uh, go through with this. Okay, Albert Ray has a question on Kumu. What happened to the tag team the Indians that introduced months ago? You're talking about Indus Share. And uh, they were taken off TV after one of them spoiled an NXT Live result. <laughs> so well, yeah, that's what happened to them. <laughs> they are being job. punished uh, for I, that. I bet uh, Malcolm Bivens, the... Former Stokely Hathaway is really pleased about that crap. I don't think he okay, is. Okay, uh, let's <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> let's predict the uh, Halloween Havoc because we've got four big matches. Noticeably, no NXT Championship match because Finn Balor is still uh, still off with that jaw injury. So let's start off with the Women's Championship match between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. So all of these matches, um, I spin the wheel, make the deal, or whatever it is that Shotzi Blackheart has been, has been saying in the promos. So I think whatever match they get a wheel, it's Candice's to win. Like, yeah, there's nowhere so else too. to go. Okay. I think it, it has to be a Candice win. <laughs> yes. We might as well yes. make it a happen. A Candice loss makes her look so stupid at this point. And yes. I don't want that for Candice Lerae. Especially okay, since uh, they put in all that effort during her title match with EO. All that. Yeah. Johnny Gargano. They did the whole shenanigans. If they're going to put her through a tribulation and then make her lose again. It's just not... Speaking of Gargano, what about his match uh, versus Damian Priest? Ito na ba? Yung mag-asawa, are they going to be champions at the same time? Or will Johnny Gargano fail again? I think Gargano can eat the loss here. Uh, he can use it. He can take it more than Candice can. I think he wins it. I think this is it. Like, l- like 
the stipulation itself proves that he, the stipulation itself has room for shenanigans in it. And Johnny, Johnny Gargano has always been winning lately, uh, lately with shenanigans involved. Right? So if, if they say that it's a, a buried alive match, then I'm sure they're going to think of some creative way where the smaller Gargano can outmaneuver the bigger priest. So I feel like Johnny Gargano walks away with this. I'm going to break the tie and say that Johnny Gargano wins here. Because they've also been building towards that story that the Gargano way works. Uh, sila magiging champion at the same time. And because they can't let Johnny be NXT champion again, him being North American champ while Candice is the women's champ is the next best thing. So I think they're going to pull the trigger here on Halloween Havoc. Okay. Next, okay. we've got a grudge match between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. I think Cameron Grimes will eat the loss because Dexter Loomis just got back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're also, really, they really like uh, Loomis. Oh, sorry. Also, I was going to say, this isn't this a Halloween... What is, what is it called? The Halloween Horrors match? Haunted Horrors uh, yeah, match? Yeah, yeah, Haunted House Haunted Horrors, Horrors match. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for reminding So it has a special stipulation that goes in favor of the creepier Loomis. Uh, so I say Dexter Loomis walks away. Yeah, pa- parang built for mamamatay tao tong match na to eh. So. Yeah, si, <laughs> si Cameron Grimes pa naman yung may vibe siya na sleazy, di ba? <laughs> parang so unang mamamatay like a, sa horror film. Right, exactly. So it's a perfectly set horror movie. And what by the way to take out an annoying guy like Cameron Grimes than with, with a serial killer. Uh, I'm all for it. Still so messed up that we're rooting for the serial killer or the creepy guy, but okay. <laughs> Let's run it off with Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. Ito, I'm kind of unattached or uninvested just because I think it's another Rhea win. I will say that Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez have actually been a tag team on NXT Roadshow. So, whether it shows itself during the match, I don't know. But I also think this will be a Rhea win. All right. Might as well be. Those are our NXT Halloween Havoc predictions. Let us know what yours are in the comments or hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter or here's a comment section at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on Kumu or on Facebook at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Picks of the week. This is uh, the time of the show where we tell you that one match or segment you have to watch kung wala ka talagang time. Let's start with Chino. All right. So I have actually two picks of the week. First one, we've talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, it's from AEW, and it's the Dinner Debonair. I've told you guys why I like it, why I found it entertaining. But my second pick actually just came to me a few hours ago uh, before recording. It was actually a clip. So last night, a little backstory. Last night I was watching Borat, the second Borat. Subsequent uh, movie film. Yeah, there we go. And went on a deep dive on Comedy Central because of, of one Mr. Jordan Klepper. If you don't know who he is, he is the field reporter on Trevor Noah's iteration of The Daily Show. And he has his own show now where he just goes out and does his... He's, he's a smart aleck and he talks to all sorts of people. But in his very first episode of The Klepper Report, he talks to a group of Iraqi war vets who've started their own independent wrestling organization. Wow. So it's a very good mini documentary, short documentary about Iraqi war veterans using wrestling to deal with their PTSD. They talk about how they use characterization and escapism as a means to escape the everyday struggle that they have. So it's up on YouTube. It's a very short watch, quick watch. It's 20 minutes long. You, 
you just sit down and you watch it and you learn a lot. So that's my pick. All right. Uh, Ro, what's yours? Hi. Uh, my pick of the week is uh, from NXT UK. The British Rounds match between Trent Seven and Kenny Williams. So go catch that if you haven't been catching NXT UK. Um, they are entering the second round or the semifinal round of the tournament. So it should be fun to see who wins this. Uh, honorable mention is Sasha Bailey. Okay. Uh, my pick of the week naman is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, Hell in a Cell. We talked about that and we talked about why it was a great match. And my honorable mention is Phoenix versus uh, Penta nung AEW Dynamite. So kind of unfortunate na Phoenix got injured despite winning. But the, uh, you know, on, the, on the bright side, Penta gets advanced to the next round. So we're going to see another Pentagon match in, uh, in the AEW Tournament Eliminator or whatever. Whatever they call it's it. It's Pentagon versus Kenny Omega. So they're rehashing this matchup yeah. for all in. First all in, right? First yeah. all out, right? Yeah. So that should be a banger. And that's going to happen yeah. in a few hours. All right. Uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thanks to everybody who joined us on the stream. Everybody who left comments. Uh, Sabni JK, nice discussion for tonight, guys. Really appreciate it, JK. And really appreciate everybody that nagpaulan ng uh, whatever gifts that you may have sent our way over on Kumu. I uh, just want to ask everyone again that uh, if, you, if you're interested in being a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron, please check out patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. We promise to make it worth your while, to make it worth your money. Um, it's $5 or 250 pesos a month for the first tier, yung young boy, young girl, or $10 or 500 pesos a month for the veteran tier. And ultimately, we want to create a safe space, a safe community for all of our fans here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and with us as well. Because ultimately, we're all just wrestling fans and we want to enjoy wrestling, right? I'll tell you now, uh, I'll tell you now, uh, to, for those who were asking about the stuff that we didn't get to watch or we didn't get to cover here, if you subscribe to our Patreon, we will do our best, or I will do my best at least, to cover that and give you content uh, on my thoughts on, the, on, those, on that wrestling that we didn't get to catch. So please, uh, if you can, if you can, please support the Patreon. So so a few guys on Kumu are sending their thoughts our way. Sabani Albert Ray, I like what happened to the Forgotten Sons. Okay, I guess. Yeah, nothing. Nothing happened to the Forgotten Sons. Yes, nothing happened to the Forgotten Sons. They got taken off TV like that. Sabi naman ni KMM Gregorio, Riddle versus Sheamus is fire. Uh, again, okay, I guess. That's yeah, I should get around to catching that. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I, heard it was, I heard it was good. It, it was all right. Yeah, right? So, so, last few people joining us at Kubu, thank you so much for dropping by our streams. XXX Charm, Ricky Magtoto, Jairus Salazar, Z. Eileen, Russell Todd, my Desiris U. Take it, Rian Lapidario. There we go. Chef Dio Pudla and Aphrodite0411. Thank you for joining us on Kubu. All right. And uh, just, uh, also, thing. sorry. Okay, go. Abby, see, si Abby, the Pahabul na Halo Halo. Thank you, Abby. Hey, thanks, Get Abby. All the gifts. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You can also check out our Lazada affiliate link. By the way, that's another way you can uh, support the podcast through your online shopping, especially with 11.11 coming up. So all you have to do is to go to this link, tinyurl.com slash on deck. Sorry, wrestling, wrestling. Wow. Ex Lazada. Wow, wow sir. How could you? 
tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling exilizada. Pero yung on deck, okay lang din yun. So every time you click on that link, Oh. Akala ko sabi mo tinyurl.com slash classcloudxlazada. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> every time you click any of those links and then you're able to check out your product and then it gets delivered to your doorstep, we get a small commission out of that. And it goes a long way so we can keep producing these podcasts for you. All right? And uh, other plugs uh, from our end, I'm going to start with shout out. Please book us for shoutout.com. If, if you want us to cut a promo on you or teach you how to cut a promo or if you want to learn workout tips straight from row, hit us up. Book us on shoutout.com. That's S H A W T. OUT.com. Uh, the latest episode of On Deck is out and it features the great Ray Langit, uh, who's now part of DZRJ. Yeah, I think I got wow. that right. Yeah, he's, he's uh, on there now. Yes, yes. Uh, yung AM version of RJ. So he's now part of that and we get to talk about his career and how apparently he was the guy who came up uh, with the words people power oh, way okay. before the 80s. So that's a, that's a fun story. John Listener John Laurinaitis. We also got to greet Babyface producer Nikai. A happy birthday! Hey! Happy birthday, Nikai! Happy, happy birthday, Nikai. Thank you for always putting these episodes together alongside Babyface producer Sola. Uh, go check out our earlier episode from this week featuring Carlo Pamintuan of ESPN5. Lots of great stories from the PBA bubble as well. And our next episode will feature Shaukat. So we're going to talk to him and he's got the scoop on APAC Wrestling. Uh, yep, yep, plugs yep. on your end, Ro? Uh, okay, I'm just going to plug uh, twitch.tv slash shang underscore daddy. That is my Twitch account. S-H-A-N-G underscore D-A-W-D-Y. Later tonight, I'll be playing Left 4 Dead 2 with my friends. And uh, soon, coming to the stream is Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS4. And also, please always read smarthenry.com. Chino. All right. My, my plugs for this week come to you uh, from my own podcast, Class Cloud, uh, which also has its Lazada code. We're going to it's a podcast. But this week's episode comes out on Friday, just in time for Halloween, where I talk to professional makeup artist, Carrie Don Conejero. She is a hey. prosthetic genius behind such movies as you know, little indie films like Goyo, a Bata General. Oh, hey, wow. Roxy, right? So I've heard of those. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a small art house fair. Starring Julia Pareto, the largest movie ever made. So you can go check that out as she talks to us about how her life, how she got started in the showbiz industry, how she worked her way up the showbiz ladder, and how hard uh, some of the things she does uh, are actually not just movie magic, but actually prosthetic magic. So it's an incredible listen. Please go check it out. Also, this Halloween, Sunday, that is October 31st, I had to think of what Halloween was. <laughs> I am doing a live improv stream, Care of Fringe Prov 2020. That's going to feature 12 hours of nothing but pure improv. I am on at 7 p.m., so you don't have to stay up that late with my group, Carabola. For more information, hit up Spit. Manila and Third World Improv on Facebook. All right. There you have it. Those are the other platforms on which you can catch us. Thank you again so much to everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. That's on Tuesday. 
featuring Shao Kat. Until then though, on behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao and Babyface producers Nikai and Sola from Podcast Network Asia, my name is Stan C saying please stay safe, wear your mask, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace.